0: And hello, everyone in the sports world in the Rio Grande Valley. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to another installment of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. My name is Ray Silva, and thank you for stopping by. Joining us today, he is originally from Edinburgh, Texas, but from the lovely Abilene Plains. Joining us on our podcast is joseph chapa joseph thank you for taking time out of the busy schedule how are you how's everything going and thanks for stopping by
1: ray first of all thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast i love the rio grande valley born and raised there definitely Uh, i'm excited to chat with you about sports and and amongst other things but i'm doing great i'm very blessed i'm excited for this new semester and uh, happy to be chatting with you my friend
0: Thank you so much. You know, the first time I, I, I saw of your works, it was in uh, South Padre Island over at the, uh, the border at the battle at the beach, and then the uh, the South Padre Island Invitational. Uh, just tell tell me just how did you, how did you get your foot in, into sports, and what was that first step like, and and how has that journey been since for you.
1: Well, I grew up, and and sports is in my blood. Um, I, I grew up, uh, my dad, uh, you know, played football in high school, and he's a big sports nerd, loves the Dallas Cowboys, so that's where my fandom kind of feeds from. Um, uh, video games, I, I would play a lot of video games when I was little, so I'd always, you know, get a taste for Madden and, and 2K and, and MLB sometimes. Uh, but then I would play uh, – I was I was in little league for a few years uh center field and second baseman uh not too not too good uh did track for about a year uh in early middle school but really it was basketball basketball has done wonders for me I played all my life um I like to say I was a, a type of JJ Redick role in the basketball team uh came off the bench uh you want me to make a three I got you other than that Uh, You're going to have to go to the other guy to uh, get some services on the basketball court. But after that, I've always grown uh, to love sports media, talking about sports, uh, watching the ESPNs of the world, the Fox Sports of the world, and so have you. I just fell in love with whether it's debate TV or live sports talk TV. I fell in love with that and uh, heading into college, didn't really know what I wanted to do, trying to find a passion during that uh, COVID-19 area, uh, era in 29, uh, 2020. And I said, well, I love sports. Um, I know I will never be a professional athlete and I'm okay with that. Uh, and I love communications. I love the field and that type of industry, Well, why not combine the two? And I found journalism and mass communications. I found broadcasting here at Abilene Christian university, um, and it's been amazing, Ray. Uh, I cannot tell you enough how blessed I am. Blessed uh, for the resources that I have here, resources that UTRGV has uh, that we met at the South Padre Island Classic uh, this past month. Um, and really just the people that believe in me and my gifts and my up and coming uh, abilities. Um, and so I'm an on-air talent for ACU TV. I like to do some work with HRGB when I'm down in the valley um, but I just love sports talk I love sports journalism and I uh, can't wait to see where uh, the future takes me
0: Absolutely Joseph you, you, you know you're you're a little bit younger than my general guest at times and uh, I just gotta ask you, you know a, you love the sports scene you love the journalism scene but here in the Rio Grande Valley you're Valley native. Is it a little bit disappointing that there isn't much of a market for, uh, let's say, having at least a radio play-by-play uh, for some of our local sports teams, or is it just a, g- a general mis- misconception? Like, hey, whatever's available, whatever platform that whatever league provides for us, that's what we'll use and run with it. Or do you kind of feel like, hey, if I if I'm not available at the arena? Uh, I would sure like to uh, perhaps uh, tune in on the radio and listen to the local game. Uh, Do do you kind of see like there is a need for that? Uh, I just wanted to get your overall thoughts on that.
1: Well, I'll tell you this, Ray. I think with the growth that the Rio Grande Valley, especially Edinburgh, has been experiencing the past few years, uh, it's been awesome to see it as I've grown up in middle school and high school and, of course, now in my early college years. I think especially with UTRGB football coming in in a few years, uh athletics as a whole is growing. You of course, you have the Vipers and then you're gonna have high school sports and and you can go on and talk about all the different types of uh, of athletic events that go on in the Rio Grande Valley. There is certainly a need for major sports broadcasting uh, and to take it uh, to as high as highest as the level as they possibly can. And the reason for that is because you want to put a great product out. Um, You know, I'm so very fortunate here that here at ACU, uh, we have a state-of-the-art TV. Uh, It was donated to us by Jim Moore, the legendary Jim Moore here uh, from ACU. And and I feel that type of studio, that type of space, these type of resources that we have here, I I can definitely see it uh, in the Rio Grande Valley. I'm, I'm You know, praying and hoping it's only a matter of time. Uh, Whenever that is, I know it's a lot of money, money. uh, You know, money is money, time is time. But I think it's only a matter of time before UTRGV in the Rio Grande Valley really sprout up into those types of things because the way it is, man, the growth. Uh, the, the love, the passion, the work ethic. That's what I love about the Valley. Uh, and, and I feel that's in my DNA as well as a work ethic, learned it from my parents, but also learned it from people in the Valley um, that taught me and mentored me is that no matter what, if you have a goal and you work for it, you're going to achieve it. And I think the sports broadcasting opportunities, if the leaders in place in the Rio Grande Valley recognize that it's a need that we have talented people like the Donna Goldbergs of the world, who's fantastic. The Alec Del Barrios of the world, who are fantastic. If we can continue to build around them and build around up and coming students like myself, um, or other students who are in high school right now, or even in the college programs, they it will be a, a master class of what of what the River Grand Valley will be able to put on in terms of live television.
0: Absolutely, you know, Joseph, uh, there, there's always been that sensation that, Hey, the Valley still is a, a decade behind, but now that you're, that you're a student and that you're at a place that has an, an established everything in, in division one sports, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, and all of the other Olympic sports that entail college sports, just how close is UTRGV to just, kind of exploding into that pandemonium where we, they can say hey we're in the big we're 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 just this much away from being that ma- major player that we want to be in
1: you know and i'll start with basketball heading into football and the and the rest of athletics as a whole for the vaqueros i tell people all the time here and people believe me and people believe me even when i don't tell them uh, that UTRGV men and women's basketball is is you cannot mess with them. Uh, we're seeing it now. Uh, the men's program uh, just read a stat that they're number three in the country in pace. Uh, they're one of the top scoring offenses uh, in the country. Uh, they're second in the Western Athletic Conference. They have Justin Johnson, who I believe that with his passion, with his work ethic and dedication, you know he can continue to pursue his his collegiate and professional basketball career. Of course, the women's side uh, with Coach Lane Lord has done an incredible job. And I say that because, you know, before basketball season started, it was, oh, you know, UTRGB is not going to make the, the tournament. UTRGB is not going to make uh you know make any noise here in the WAC. But I'll tell you that with that, especially baseball as well, volleyball, they just proved it as well this year with the WAC championship uh being in Edinburgh. They have been proving that, hey, even though we are the Rio Grande Valley, we may be hours and hours away from Abilene from Stephenville, uh, from Nacogdoches, uh, from Huntsville, and the, and, and the list goes on and on, that they are a force to be reckoned with. And now with football, and we see with head coach Travis Bush, I'm really excited for uh to see what he has in store. I think he's an incredible guy for the job, and I love his mission. And his mission is, you know, to bring in student athletes to my program, talented athletes from not just the Rio Grande Valley area, but from the New Braunfels area, from the San Antonio area, from the Corpus area, and you can go on uh, and list those areas. But the work ethic and the mission that the the UTRGV has uh, is the reason why they're growing. And the WAC is starting to see it. And I think the NCAA and I think the entire country is starting to see it as well. And that makes me very happy. I know I'm a wildcat. I know Uh, I'm going to graduate with ACU, uh, but I will always be an honorary vaquero. Uh, UtrGV, growing up with it, um, when it was UTPA, it was in their kids' programs, went to the games. My my mother worked there, still works there now. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of friends and loved ones that go to UTRGV and graduated from there, so I'm really excited to see the growth, and uh, I'm really excited to see where UtrGV ends up um, in the next coming years.
0: Absolutely, Joseph. Uh, you know, it, being being around athletics, what's kind of like that first uh that first taste of like success that you ever tasted like being on that journalistic side i mean uh for me to just getting access is already a victory alone but uh but for you where, where does that satisfaction like hey man i i, I feel like this is such a, a personal w to me because you get to grow in all aspects but for you what would be that first one to like say hey man this is where I belong this is like my my place
1: I think that really hit for me um, last year and even the beginning of this year um, of the school year for me my sophomore year was the people Um, and I say that because you know when I go on uh, you know live television on ESPN plus and live television in general you know it's not about me if I mess up, if I, my tie is crooked, if I'm wearing the wrong colored shirt, if my hair is, is is combed the other way, that doesn't matter. It's not about me. It's about who's watching. It's about the fans. It's about the people who are trying to learn the sport or just trying to tune in with their families and their loved ones into a great broadcast. And I think with the ACU community, especially the alumni and the the the, the distinguished guests, the professors and the student body has really galvanized around me. And I feel the love, I feel the support. I also felt it a lot uh, in the Rio Grande Valley as well during my time there last month, just people, you know, giving me the, the, you know, Hey, you've done a great job. We love your broadcast. We love how you're doing it. And I'm saying, you know what, I'm doing my job. That's a personal W because they're enjoying it. You know, for me, you know, yes, making it and continuing to strive and and to to grind it out in the industry. Yeah, you know, that's great for me. But what's even better and, and more satisfying and more rewarding is, you know, the kid watching on the other side of the TV is happy, the parent, the alumnus. Uh, the the next student athlete. That's what it's all about. So, just hearing those comments, having those conversations with those people, uh, just really uh, is really rewarding to me in my early journey.
0: I guess for me, you know, just entering the arena, taking it, uh, taking in the stage, you know, as, as the event is about to happen, whether you're in there two to three hours for preparation time, just going over some notes. Or w- whatever role you are in that arena for me, you know, being the main scoreboard operator, and then having to, uh, switch out to, uh, the interviewing process of post game interviews. Uh, for me, that's always been a a a fun uh process for me. Uh, but for you being part of the broadcast uh, over at Abilene Christian, what w- what's been that for? first like important lesson that you took uh while being up there
1: yeah I think um I think the most important lesson that I've learned Ray is that the work before it's lights camera action three two one go and we're live all of the work the majority of the work happens before you step into Mooney Coliseum the field house or uh South Padre Island and then the list goes on and on and I say that because, you know, on air, and you know, I'm a big Stephen A. Smith guy. I love Stephen A. Smith. I love Mike Greenberg. I love Michael Wilbon. <laughs> and then we can have a whole conversation about my favorite anchors. But and, and I love that they say this, too, is that the MVPs are not necessarily them. It's the producers, it's the directors, it's the graphics operators, it's the teleprompters, and it's the audio technicians and Making sure that all those little things, right, to perfect the product, to perfect the craft, and of course, run through your notes. And a big key that I've learned is just having conversations with your play-by-play person or with your uh, co-anchor, with your director. That way, you know, it's like before you're going out to a big game, you're performing, you know what the game plan is, you know what the audience is expecting, you know what they want. And once you kind of get that done, you show up two hours before the game and you just say, hey, man, this is a basketball game. This is a football game. I've seen these, uh, you know, I've attended these all my life. Uh, But putting in the work beforehand, whether it's a weekly basis or uh, a two a day or a daily basis, um, that's really the most important lesson that I learned. It's not just waking up one morning and say, hey, I'm going to put on my suit and tie. I'm going to go in front of the camera with an ESPN flag mic. No, it's waking up on that Monday knowing that I have a game on Thursday, Saturday, or both, and saying, okay, Monday, I got to talk to the coaches. Monday, I got to talk to the players. Uh, Monday, I got to get the graphics run down. And, and, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, you build chemistry and storylines. Just the work and and the grinding out of a sports broadcast is what I've learned so far uh, in this industry.
0: Absolutely, you know, Joseph, for – for me, you mentioned Stephen A. Smith, one of my one of my favorite vocal ones of the industry. <laughs> He's <laughs> got Espe- a good voice, especially how he rattles cowboy fans on a weekly basis. I just love it. But this time, I had to wait till uh, the end of the regular season to fi- uh, to really see that. Uh, how about them cowboy a uh, little rant that he goes <laughs> on a weekly basis. I, I thought that I thought that it is so genuine uh, from him, you know, going after Cowboy Nation in that regard. Uh, but you know, let's uh, turn our focus now to uh, let's let's just turn the focus now on to uh, the whack uh, system that they're using right now to kind of shuffle teams, uh, not in a, a statistical order, but. Uh, let's just say they're basing everything off quad one, quad two wins. You a fan of that? Nay, yay. What's your what's your point of view on that?
1: I see two sides. I you know from from an administrative side, from a manager side, from a front office perspective, uh, the WAC really wants it to make a two bid league, and from that perspective. I say, yeah. From a basketball perspective, from a coach's perspective, from an X's and O's, from being in the locker room with your team and you're getting ready to go out and battle it out on the on the hardwood. Um it's a little bit tricky because at the end of the day in the regular season, yes, it it's always gonna be about wins and losses. Uh that's never gonna be taken away. It's always, hey, uh for when the season starts in, in uh middle of November, all the way to March, we gotta prepare for the Vegas tournament. Uh first of all, we got to make sure we're in the Vegas tournament. And once we d- establish that, then say, "Hey, do we have a good tournament team to when middle of March comes around and we're in Vegas and everyone's 0-0, zero and zero. are we ready to go and battle it out?" And I think with the resume seeding's ray from from a basketball perspective, I think it really doesn't really do much from a coach's perspective. You know, definitely it causes you to look at more analytics. It causes you to look at more advanced stats like Ken Pomery. It causes you to, to put that in into consideration. But I think talking with coaches, talking with players, it's, hey, man, it's just another statistic. It's just another number. It's just another category. What remains the same and will always remain the same in the sport of basketball is – um, uh, you know, it's two 20 minute halves. Um, we got the rules, we got the jerseys, we got the basketball shoes, uh, we got the, the 10 players on the court. Let's let let's go have a dog fight, let's go play it out, let's go see who's the better team. And I think with that mentality from the basketball side of things, you say, Hey, you know what? Resume feedings, cool, great, awesome, I'll pay attention, but that's not necessarily gonna craft my entire game plan because it really can't. As a basketball coach and as a basketball, uh, Savant, you can't say, Oh, my whole game plan, my whole team, my philosophy has to be based around an analytic. That, that's just not what basketball will ever come to. At least that's my perspective. Uh, I think analytics. I think advanced statistics uh, should be used wisely. I think they're a good thing uh, when they are used properly. I don't think their uh, sports, especially the sport of basketball should be based off of uh, numbers and, and percentages and probabilities. It should be based on, Hey, we got team A, we got team B who's better out the hardwood. Um, but again, I see two sides of it, Ray. I see the, the manager, the front office side, um, of it and then I also see the basketball side of it Uh, but I'm excited to see we will never know how it will really turn out until uh, a few months from now in March and uh, see how the conference likes it and see if they will
0: continue to use that moving forward personally after seeing this for like the first uh, few weeks into conference play I'm not a fan of it Uh, let's just get that on record right now I'm just not a fan of it because uh, you're you're supposed to reward teams with the best record that right now stands with the Sam Houston with Sam Houston. And you got a bunch of the Utah schools right behind that, uh, right behind that mix. And then, then you've got your Texas schools trying to fight, uh, get into that, into that mix. So for me, it's kind of a mixed bag because you're going to reward the teams that have kind of who have played the, the the strongest schedule with the most wins in that strongest schedule. So right now it's like, you're, you're looking at all the beauty pageants and you're just seeing a bunch of resumes, but you're not seeing any faces, any, anything to it. So right now I just, I, I, I like the, older system because you're just you're seeing everything develop in in front of you uh as it happens i mean yes your non-conference wins are nice getting a few power power five group of five wins are nice but for me i i think you have to reward everything that happens within your conference because that's where you're going to be battling out at the end of the regular season to uh, find yourself in a better position to get that conference title.
1: And I love that perspective, Ray. I think that was uh well eloquently said. And, you know, especially from the basketball side of things. I'll leave the front office side of things out of it because again, the WAC is trying to continue to to push it. It, it is it truly is one of the best mid major leagues in the country. Um, you know, we can have a, a separate conversation about. Uh, a separate podcast, you know where it kind of lands in the ranks, but it truly is one of the best in the country, and with that, they are trying to advance and promote it. but you know you're absolutely right from the basketball side of things. you have to take everything into account um i I can tell you firsthand what I love about the ACU men's basketball team is the philosophy is you know November, December, um you know, fans, and you know I hear it with the student body here too is you know, why are we losing some games? You know, why are we struggling against Team Team A and, and Team B? You know, it's November, December. Shouldn't we be winning by 40 or 50 or 60? But, you know, th- the philosophy that I love and I subscribe to is in November, December, before New Year's Eve comes or the 29th when the conference play starts, you want to be challenged. You want to uh, discover the nuts and bolts of what your basketball team is made of that way in where here we are in middle of January heading into February and March, when you're playing these conference teams twice and, and you know whether it's uh you have Thursday and Saturday games, Wednesday and Saturday games, that you want to be able to come out on top, you want to be able to figure out the lineups, you want to be able to um uh, put your best team forward um but again, from the basketball side of things, they can get a little. A little tricky because analytics and metrics and, and a mix of X's and O's. But um, I agree with you, Ray. Uh, but we will just have to wait and see what it all concludes to and see uh, how the WAC and its members respond to it.
0: Absolutely. You know, uh, we were part of a conversation back at the island. And remember when I told you about there's going to be a uh, a WAC uh, Southland conference? I finally figured out the school who let that nugget of information out. And it's not any of the WAC schools in purple. It was Northwestern State out of the Southland. Ah! If if, if you go online and and see their, or go to their Twitter and look at their schedule release tweet, they had the uh, little graphic of the WAC Southland Conference Challenge. Uh, a little bit of a spoiler yeah, a little bit of a spoiler but you see it would have already been announced at this time think about sure. that yeah think about that it, where southland only has their eight schools and you pin them against the top eight of the whack that would have made some sense
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to our our conversation, we just, you know, we just love talking about, you know, we hear, you know, mainstream media and we talk about SEC drama, Big 12 drama, Big 10 drama. I mean, WAC and Southland drama, I mean, you know, ASUN drama, I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. Obviously, they may not be to to that large magnitude, but it goes to the same effect. And and I I think with the WAC and the Southland, man, there's some really good mid-major programs. Um uh, and then I think again in order to conclude that you got to go out and watch you got to go out and see these teams you got to go uh, you know Conference USA as well you got to go out and, and go based off of uh, or beyond the numbers I should say uh, but I'm really excited um uh, thank you for dropping that a little Ray Silva woge bomb uh, to say but um it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting how the whack continues to uh, again promote itself in all of its athletic events uh, especially football i mean that's making some some big news don't you think
0: oh yeah i mean especially with my recent uh, uh conversation with oliver luck which you could find on the youtube channel uh, you you say you use the word drama between whack at southland high lamar high uh incarnate word you two guys caused all the drama by stepping into the whack and then uh take a little swipe a shot on your way, got on the way out too.
1: Yeah. I I mean, you know, here, uh, here, here at ACU, you know, heading into, I'll tell you what, uh, heading into football season uh, this past, this past semester, it was okay. You know, Lamar just announced, they're moving back, but we're opening our season on September 1st. Against Lamar, well, what are the implications of this game? What's going on? Are we even going to have this game? There were rumors that it was going to be rescheduled, and rumors that it was just going to be a uh, a non-conference game, uh, and that ended up being the case, right? But it ended up being a good contest, and, and, and that goes to my point that you know a Lamar team um who struggled in the whack last season um in you know basketball and, and football um is that even though they're back in the southland that they can they can give you a good run for your money if you do not respect them if you do not come out with your A game or even if you do they they are they are getting a lot better they are that good um but yeah right, the, the 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 conference drama the conference chatter the the rumors the news especially surrounding with football and fbs uh with uh acu utrgb when they come up um and you know the the other other teams go on uh it's going to be interesting to see
0: yeah just take a look at the graphic i just showed you and uh you you'll you'll be surprised that it it wasn't the whack (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah that is that is crazy man that's coming up soon too, 24th 26th.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's and that just coincides with the uh, uh with the wax swimming and diving meet uh, over in Edinburgh, Texas, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, that's going to be at the new Far Aquatic Center, right? Yes. Yeah, that 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 I uh when I was interning with UTRGV in this past summer, I was able to tour the facility and uh I love it, man. Um I think that's 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 an elite facility. I'm excited to uh, watch um some of the some of the highlights uh, if i if I have you know time to tune in for the championship for the for the tournament. but um I just love how um and you know we alluded to this in the beginning of the show, but Edinburgh is growing. We have state of the art facilities. I can't wait for the field house renovations. Um, uh, I truly can't I truly can't wait for U uh, football. I know you're excited too. Uh, can't wait to see you at those games. I know my buddies and I who grew up together in, in the RGV, as soon as, uh, you know, football comes around, we go back into town, kind of maybe after college, see what our lives are like, or even just travel down, just get some tickets, man. Trying, Try and uh, get some front row seats, uh, cheer on the vaqueros, um Goes back again. Yes, I am an AC Wildcat, but it's definitely something you, you not, that unites the Valley that, hey, UTRG football is here. And uh, we got to all celebrate it and come
0: together for it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joseph Chapa out of Abilene Christian University for joining us on the podcast. Joseph, thank you so much for stopping by. Just uh, drop us uh, your social media handles where people can find your work at. Absolutely, Ray. Uh,
1: they're all the same. Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook uh, at Joseph D. Chapa. Uh, so you can find me there. Uh, you can tune in for ACU Basketball Broadcast on ESPN Plus for the rest of the semester. Um, and finally, Ray, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, you inviting me on. It was fun. Uh, and God bless you, man. And God bless all of you uh, listeners out there.
0: Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.